You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 320. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today is Thanksgiving for the Americans. Happy Thanksgiving for those that are there in the U.S. celebrating today or elsewhere outside of the U.S., somewhere else in the world. I myself am back in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the moment. I'm recording this intro for you, but I'll actually be in Detroit to see my family for the holidays or this Thanksgiving holiday myself. So I'm here a bit in the U.S. and then heading on to Cape Town after that. Very excited to revisit a place that I loved three years ago and to see how it feels. It has a lot of qualities I love about Sydney and Australia in terms of weather and hiking and that kind of thing. So excited to go back and enjoy all the beautiful food, weather, and fun that is there. Now, in today's episode, we are back with The Collective and Annie Francoeur, our lovely, lovely channel. It is so fun to be able to talk to this wonderful group, and it was also so fun to hear you guys love the bud in the channel, two episodes of the client sessions that I aired last week. So cool to see you guys enjoy and get so much out of that, whether it was about her apartment hunt or if it was about the actual um, father passing away. It was very neat for you guys to enjoy the Clotilde episodes as well. But now we're back with Annie and The Collective. And we are talking more as I get to just dive so deep. I am so, so thankful that I get to communicate and connect to these amazing points of view and perspectives on our reality from the non-physical. It is so strange to have to explain when I'm at an airport and someone asks, so what do you do or what's your show about? But that said, when I don't have to, you know, explain to the average person what it's all about, it's so wonderful. And I am so happy that this little corner of the universe that we are enjoying, probably since you're here as well, is giving so many of us so much insight and help along our journeys. In this one, we're going to go deep into the body, the physical and the non-physical elements of it and so much more. And if you are loving The Collective, some people have been starting to ask about doing some questions themselves to The Collective. Andy and I are actually working on something. We'll give you more details in the weeks to come. But January, February, March, we're looking at making something for those that are enjoying The Collective and want to meet others that are like-minded and are on this wavelength, if you will, and also want to start engaging with The Collective themselves. So we'll give you more details about that soon. But for now, let's go to the show. Yes, here we are. I hear you're very excited today, and Annie's been having a great morning so far. Absolutely. Her body, her physical being, and her all her emotional and spiritual levels are receiving us in a far easier way than before. Each time is creating kind of a building block of trust. So the experience is becoming more joyful and more in alignment with what it truly is and is getting away from fear. So we are celebrating indeed. Oh, that's great. Here's a question right off the top, a little tangent to that. Is that state that Annie's in right now, we're in the world of duality or this dimension is duality and is waves up and down, up and down. Are we able to ever feel like Annie's feeling all the time? Is that what you're leading us to or no? It's is a potential as long as the as you are embodied in a physical body uh, let's put that experience to the optimum to the maximum of the possibilities 
yes, one can be in that happy, joyful, serene state all the time, but life unfolds around you. So life will bring challenges and experiences that will want to throw you out of this center. But what will happen the more you invest in us, we would say, <laughs> or you choose to become who you truly are, uh, the less impact these events of life will have on your core sensation. So it will look like you're standing in the eye of the tornado instead of being swirled around by the tornado, if we may speak that way. Okay, so on the path to that potential for the humans, I don't know if you can even do this, but I'm just asking here. <laughs> Could you explain what people's experience on the way to that might be? Because, for example, for me, Jess, the human, had like a what she called a halo around her body yesterday night after clearing an emotional thing and felt this huge, sol almost solid, it was, you know, it's, it's not physical, but it felt solid in the non-physical sense around herself in this circle, this bubble, which was amazing. And then today has been... What, not that, let's just say that. It has been lots and lots and lots of contrast. It just has not been feeling that bubble. <laughs> Can we say the bubble deflated? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to rewind and start by saying that, yes, the bubble is even physical because what happened is you cleared a block, a story from the past. So the space in between all of your cells may them be physical, emotional, or all of these dimensions of you, there was more space and less density, less mud, we could say, less story, less beliefs that were limiting you. So it is becoming tangible. And if you were in a device that could measure, let's say, your magnetic emanation, you would have created a huge bump in the reading because you were connected to more of what you are. So that's the sense of feeling the halo. And if you want to, we have so many things we want to share here, We're seeing so many images, just think of how the saints were represented in those beautiful master paintings that you had in the Middle Ages and a little bit further along history, they were depicted with that halo of light around them. And in those times, some people could see that it's not only storytelling, it's what was felt truly. So if you just want to tune in right now, because we are sending such a stream of consciousness and energy in the body of the channel right now, and we want you, if you want to, to tune in, all of you, just tune in and receive, receive, and receive that light and receive that love that is here for you. And feel how you can expand from the physical body that you think is yours. It, it is yours, but it is not limiting you. And we want you to just allow your perception of the now moment to expand and float around this physical body so you can perceive what else is there for you, that space, that unlimited creative space that is yours. 
And just play with that for a minute. Just try to feel this. Choose to feel it. Do not even try. Allow. And this is like those pockets of peace that we wanted you to invite in your daily life. Just expand for five seconds here and there during the day and feel that more and more into your physical body. So the difference between what you were mentioning yesterday, you were feeling in that halo, what happens is you stop seeing or perceiving life from the soul identity of who you are, and you start perceiving it from a wider, more connected to all that is perspective. So you become more of what is, and you feel it. And so you're connected to a larger, wider, bigger flow of consciousness. You're allowing it more into your own experience. So hence the halo, the light, the feeling. And what happened between yesterday and this morning is simply fear. How long, or beliefs, how long are you allowed to hold that space? How much do you feel you are worthy of holding that space? Most people are not even conscious that they have these beliefs that are limiting them to receive. But look around you, feel your own life, each and every one of you, and feel, are you allowing the receiving mode in all of your dimensions of life? We would like you to be very honest and feel this. Are you allowing yourself to receive? Are you even allowing yourself to receive us? What is your history behind that? Just take a few moments and feel this. There is no judgment here. There is absolutely no right or wrong way to do this or to feel this. It's just about having more clarity. Where are your limits? And then you can just stay like that if that's what you choose but you can also choose to remove a wall here and there, open the door, open the shades, open the window, whatever the image feels good for you and feels familiar and feels that you may be safe in doing so. And know that you can always close it again. You are choosing, you are the creator. And today we wanted to have tea with you. We came in, the door was so largely open, so widely open to allow us in the experience of the human today, and we're thrilled. And so we wanted to share this with you. We intended these moments to be your friends more than your teachers. We have a teaching energy, of course, but we want to be of company to you all. We want you to know you are not alone in what you are going through. And some of you may have wonderful lives, and some of you may have lives that seem wonderful, but in the inside, maybe you are craving company. Maybe you are craving more balance. Maybe you are craving whatever is the need you have in the moment. But know and remember that whatever is your need, 
or your imbalance for now, when you invite us, when you invite the light, the consciousness to be with you, everything is easier. Everything is more, we would say, more palatable. Everything is, well, the challenges are smaller when you are facing them with company. So today we wanted to remind you that we came to have tea with you. And we wanted to offer this image. If you tuned in today, if you are listening to this, it's the same as if you had invited some friends for tea. So when you invite someone for tea at your place, when you open the door, do you leave the person on the porch out there or do you invite them in? Do you invite them in and invite them to have a seat with you and to just dwell in the beauty of the moment together? so you can share with your friends. So we wanna see, we want to bring that to your consciousness. How much are you allowing in your life of us, of any master who came to be with you? How much are you allowing of light in your life? How much do you feel you are worthy of receiving? And we would like you to just probe this, to experience this, to feel it without any judgment, just an observation. How much am I allowing this light in my own experience? And if you want to, well, just choose to open a little bit wider the door and invite and share a seat with us so we can be with you. We said right at the beginning, we're not limited to this channel. We are so eager to work with you all. Can I ask a question going back to our original idea around the halo? Obviously, yes. Okay. So one time I did a Reiki session and I would not blame the Reiki therapist because I've done it before and after that and it hasn't had this instant, but I had an instant in a session with a friend and the experience I had was one instant of connectedness to all that exists. It was the space and it was not the halo. This was the entire universe <laughs> was through and connected completely. So my question would be the halo last night was definitely not the same as the experience I had in the Reiki session for that instant of connectedness to the emptiness or the fullness of whatever you want to call every thing, that unity experience. So when we have released all the blocks and the resistance and what I would call the bean bags in my classes, when we release all the emotional blocks, do we feel the halo kind of experience I had last night or more of the instant I had in Reiki? We would say you can shuttle in between the two or many other more feelings or sensation because what you bring forth as an experience you felt in that energy healing moment, we perceive this as you having the remembrance of what is life when you are not embodied. That would be more of what we would say you felt. Uh, these energy healing sessions, they can allow you to reconnect with these memories that are anchored in the cells for the human to want, to wish, to be drawn to evolve 
and go back to source. So this beautiful remembrance of being everything that is out there is more of a recollection of what it is, let's say, in between incarnations or out of the physical bonds of a body. Whereas the halo is something that you can feel within the physical body when you allow yourself to be less limited by your beliefs, so more open to what is more in connection with the all that is, but still in the physical body. So you emanate more light, you receive more light, you're more in the flow, and you have more access to the invisible levels of your physical being. It's like having... We would say like being a Russian doll. So the physical body would be the tiny little one inside of those six, seven, eight, how many layers. And then when you connect to more of who you truly are, you have access to more layers of who you are that are invisible to the human eyes. But you can perceive them, you can feel them. So that's how we would differentiate the two states that you felt. Thank you. And Jess, the human has been, and many of my listeners or people that have come to my classes in the last year or so have found that I'm fascinated by aura photography and the colors that they capture. Would you say that aura photography is kind of taking a snapshot in some sense of the the bubble? Like, And when I say halo for those, again, it's not talking about one single ring around the top of a head like I saw in Catholic church. It's the whole body. It's like a bubble, like I'm a gerbil inside of a gerbil ball <laughs> or a Taurus field if you actually get more into the consciousness stuff. But is the aura photography capturing more of that energetic within the larger body? We would say these are not very accurate. It's a nice opening to a, another dimension for you humans to perceive or to have a clue of what's happening what are the potentials around you? Because this is what they show. But they are not accurate. We don't see you this way. We don't feel you this way. But for now, this is what is perceivable with the mechanism you have for that. And this is good. How do you perceive us? Hmm. We will keep that. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> why, are you, why would you hide that from us? There is a... Um, an amount of safety that you need to keep. We would say you're rather, it's funny, the image that we send, Annie makes her laugh, but um, <laughs> let's picture a, okay, we will go this way, a bunch of marshmallows intertwining in and around and through you, surrounding you, being you, covering you, protecting you, displaying who you are, accessing remotely other dimensions. This is so complicated for the mind. And she's just struggling now to give a rendered, a good rendition of what we're showing her. So we'll have her draw later the image. But let's say it's so multidimensional. And we like to use the image of marshmallows, something fluffy, bumpy, kind of soft, but not being only around you. 
or around normally people will depict the aura more around the head the top of the torso and a little bit less down the body but you're so much more than that and so these these pockets of energy they are you they are sustaining you they are connecting you to what is and depending on your willingness to allow this to be flowy and not interrupted while they are active or not so that's what we can share for now there is a limit to what the mind can conceive and even though our channel is quite creative and more the artistic type than the scientific one we do need to convey in a more let's say we will say one-on-one -on -one moment what we see of you so she can absorb that and then translate it thank you is that more satisfying or confusing? I like that you tried to. I appreciate the attempt. <laughs> Better than, no, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> kind of like a parent saying, no, you can't watch this movie. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. But we don't want to shy you away from the experience. We don't want, because the mind is so thirsty for explanation. That's why we don't want to feed this. Because then it will take you away from the experience and into the analysis of it. And that's where we lose you. That's where we lose the connection because your people, humans, are trying to understand when it's so much easier to, to be in the sense of it, to experience it, to just allow and trust. That's why we don't want to give too many description of how we perceive you, how we, we do not even see you, how we are you would be more accurate. Okay. One of the things, if I think back to what went from feeling the aura or feeling the bubble halo effect to not was interacting with some people and some experiences that probably triggered emotional blocks that are still in there. So I saw like three of them that are still stuck in the system is kind of the idea that right now we're kind of getting rid of the rocks in the back of the trunk so that all these blocks are there. Probably what's making us feel trapped into the, the little mini doll inside of the bigger fields. And as we let go of those, we're lighter and lighter and more and more able to feel outside of them. So what is your question exactly? Okay. Question one, as we release blocks, do we have greater access to the greater spheres of our experience? Yes, yes, yes. Obviously, you have greater access because the blocks, if you see them like rocks in the trunk, you said, they are much more than that. They are preventing you from connecting to the marshmallows we were speaking about. They are blocking the flow of perception and they are blocking the electrical signal or the energetical signal or the magnetic signals that are composing um, what links you to what is. So as you go along, as you release one block, two blocks, three blocks, everything will be more flowy, will be more easy, and you will be less in the analysis of everything and more into the experience of it. So yes. 
Beautiful. Okay, now I'm going to share some of the things that happen in case, because I know you also wanted to speak on human resistance, the collective and the individual. And I'm hoping that in my experience today is also in the greater service to those listening that may have had this experience as well. And so normally it doesn't, these things don't bother me, but since they bother me today, I will share them in case they can be useful for others. Um, One of them you actually shared with me the other day, and I loved it. It resonated so much. You said that I was sharing about other people's perception of what is and talking about what is and getting upset about current reality. And I said, I, I don't focus on that. And you said that's because I'm more focused on the possibilities of what this reality could be. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. One of them that I've been very passionate about <laughs> in the last few years Personally, I have not shared much verbally too much, especially here on the show. I'm not even sure if I've ever said it, but I love the potential of people moving their bodies purely for joy, but not for any sort of necessary maintenance that the body can sustain its own natural health without having to do things, especially in like in America, (laughs) they have all these studies and statistics on how much you should move. People are wearing watches that document all of their footsteps and all of their intake and all of the things. And it's very mental trying to control the body. I also grew up with a family that was extremely sports focused and that became my way of fitting into the family, but it wasn't necessarily a lot of times the thing that I wanted to do for joy. So there's probably a little extra there uh, energy, but I want to just move when I feel like moving for pure joy and for no other reason. And I had a woman recently tell me who gave me a massage that I should be moving more than just the walking and the other things that I've been doing for joy. And it (laughs) was one of those moments where I'm like, I want to, someone's got to try this collective. Someone's got to be the guinea pig for the potential. I've raised my hand and putting myself through it, but at the same time, I don't love hearing things like that. And so it kind of triggered, I guess, doubt within myself or questioning. So for anyone else that's out there that's trying to live in a new way to change the potential of this reality, but then still comes to other people's perceptions of it, Yeah, we love this question so much. Thank you. We wish for of great help. So that lady who said you should be moving your body more than walking or the joyful movements, where was she telling that to you from? Her fears, personal fears, her probably tending, caring point of view, her knowledge, her training, what was speaking the words to you? Was it totally focused on the state of your body without her coloration on this, without her own history? Was that purely 100% totally dedicated to your well-being or was that stemming from a, a space of I know more than you? And I know you should train and be on that machine and monitor your numbers so you could get fit because it has been proven that when you do this and that, you will be fit. I'll be honest and very accurate to this, which is great because I think this is where a lot of people find what you just described. It'd be very cut and dry. It wasn't quite that cut and dry. The woman probably... Well, first of all, she had done the massage. Now, she may have had a presumption when I told her beforehand that colored the massage, 
But afterwards, it was after the massage. She just felt my entire body for an hour and a half. She goes, you have very loose connective tissue, whatever that means. And then she gave me that recommendation. And so it was partially because she had spent a 90 minutes looking at my body that I felt more worried that she might be right. But also she was probably speaking to more of you should do yoga. That's what I guess if I had to like have probed her further, she wouldn't have said get on the Stairmaster and climb. She probably would have said you should be doing yoga. But I know she likes yoga. So so there you go. It's a more subtle gray area than a quite like a dogmatic dictator. We will be happy to address the joy movements because that is something very nurturing for the human body, the physical body. We will come back to that very soon. She loves yoga. That's wonderful. So that's her recipe. Okay. And she is offering you guidance, which was very from the heart, probably. She wanted you to be in that space where your your body feels good. And so she's offering guidance from her own experience. That's what humans do because they live with history. And that's why we're speaking to you all the time about coming into the present moment. So thanks to the lady, she gave you a beautiful advice from the heart, from her knowledge, and that's wonderful. Now, in under any circumstances, what you have to do for yourself, may it be for movement, for money, for love, for whatever, you have to look inside. What is bringing me joy? What is nurturing me? Not her, not the therapist. I'm taking counsel, but I want to know, is yoga the best for me? And if you want, you can try yoga. And if this brings you joy or more serenity or more stillness, that's wonderful, then do yoga. But if you feel it's training for a marathon, you know, you can do the marathon if this brings you joy. But be very cautious what type of joy is it bringing to you. Is it the, the joy of achieving that feeling of, hey, I will show you I'm able to do it, which is stemming from the ego or the lack of ego, stemming from a painful place where you were judged once in your history or you said someone who belongs to a family that is devoted to sports and training and the human wants to belong, so they choose the belief system that they need to train, but maybe they would rather be dancing, or maybe they would rather be walking dogs, or maybe they would rather be doing or swimming or whatever makes your heart and your body sing. It's different for each and every one of you. So what we want to remind you today is when you move your body, which you obviously you need to do it because if you're sitting on a bench and just meditating, well, at one point the body will just say, okay, you don't need me anymore. And that's fine. It's your choice. And then you will just go out. But if you want to enjoy the physical experience in which you are, when you move with joy, when something makes your body feel happy and you enjoy the movement this is so wonderful for everything it's so wonderful for the coherence 
of the song between the physical and the emotional and the spiritual of you and the energetical level and all the nerves and all the muscles and everything, every system in your body, they will feel the joy. We will just give an example. Most people find excruciating plowing snow. You know, if you live in a country where you have snow. So this channel of ours, she loves it. So when there is a snowfall, we feel her body is just thrilled. I want to go and be in the snow. It's an effort, but she enjoys it. And what is making her body sing in that is the light. The light that comes down on earth with the snow. And it's so beautiful. And there is magic in that. And there is silence. And there is something very filled with a different type of presence. And so that 30 minutes she will use as plowing the snow for her is the same thing as someone who's been training three times a week in a specific place for that on a specific machine because the enhancement of power, gentle power that this gives her body because it is made with joy, is so much greater than training because you have to do it. So this is how we can guide you in that. Nothing is wrong if you like training. It's beautiful if you enjoy being on the machine and reading your data and seeing, oh, I did that today and I did that yesterday and I'm increasing my, my capacity. This is beautiful. If it brings you joy, do it. If it doesn't, if it's something that makes you feel in comparison to the other ones, if it's something that makes you feel smaller because you're just starting your training and you're so under the line of everybody else, well, think, do you want to impose that on you? Do you need this one more challenge in your day? Do you need that pressure? Yeah, because I spent the next few days and I realized as I thought back on it, the next few days I said, oh gosh, well now I finally have to go back to that Pilates class. Like I did that and loved it in Sydney. I never felt like going enjoy to the one here that I could try in London nearby. And so it had been on my mind. She kind of then touched that wound, <laughs> that block, <laughs> that trigger, because my mind was still kind of sort of shooting on me, but sort of holding the potential and going back and forth. And then it was like a teacher. It was like an authority figure because of her training, like you said, that my mind said, oh, I've got to go tomorrow. So I put the yoga clothes on. She knows more than me. That's what people say. Yeah. So I did this for three days. I put the yoga clothes on, didn't feel like going, put the yoga clothes on, didn't feel like going for the yoga. But then I finally realized what was going on. My mind had told me this is how it needs to look. Go to that damn yoga class. <laughs> and uh, what I realized was I've actually now trained myself beyond my mind to only do what feels joyful. <laughs> so I kept refusing. <laughs> I would not go, but my mind kept getting frustrated that I would not go because it was not in joy. And then I realized that's it. If I'm supposed to go to Pilates class, my body, not that woman and not my mind is going to make me want to go to Pilates. Mm -hmm. But you have to watch, there is a resistance because there is a part of you in that, and I'm speaking to you specifically, there is a part of you that was resisting the suggestion. Not the nature of it, but to be directed in a certain way when you don't feel like doing it. So what we invite you to consider in that, if you're given a suggestion or a counsel, 
we would like you to see, to choose again. You were given that as a potential and start from zero, from a, a ground level. Do I want to do Pilates? Do I want to do yoga? Do I want to do dancing? And if nothing appeals to you, you'll have a whole other array of choices coming to you. But if the Pilates class is appealing to you, but there is a, a resistance because it, it was shown to you by someone else, independent spirit have a little difficulty, we would say, with that. So maybe the blockage is only that. So we will invite you to see what is the blockage here. And then you can choose for yourself in totally sovereign way. Okay, but here's the other thing, collective. My totally sovereign desire, and maybe this is purely ego, but like we said as I started this, I love the potentials that human minds don't believe are possible. And I'm not necessarily trying to levitate or walk on water. I don't see the point in those things, really, unless I feel like walking back to New York from London. <laughs> I don't see the point of walking on that kind of thing. However, breaking mental stories of chaining people to gyms into workout programs or whatever, and to show that you can, and I love hiking and walking. Now, granted, I'm in London right now, and it gets dark at like 4 p.m., and the weather's usually rainy and not very fun to walk in. So there's not been a lot of joy in walking lately here, but in the normal life, I'd love to do tons of miles. 50, I'll walk all day when it's joyful to do so. I don't have a problem moving my body, but I do hold so strongly to the potential that if you're in London in the winter and it's not feeling fun to move in that way, that our bodies can maintain themselves when the mind's not interfering with beliefs that it will decay. Well, we agree with you totally. The thing is, do you believe it 100%? Yet. I'm on the train. <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. And since, you know, you are from the group of people who are focusing more on the potential of what could become of human race if they did open to all the potentials instead of fearing what doom and gloom might fall upon you all, this is normal for you to start trusting your own body in a different way and we celebrate this and we against the will of all trainers we celebrate this truly because we want you to honor this body we don't want you to force it into things that the body don't enjoy doing and that in any context so moving walking without the training is also wonderful. And remember, go back into your history as a human race. So many peoples and nations, the only thing they were doing was walking, moving from one space to the other. They weren't training in gymnasiums. They weren't threading meal. You know, they weren't running and watching their watch. And they had amazingly fit bodies. And they had to move. And they had to pick the food and to keep moving and keep moving. And that was far more than enough to sustain a body in a perfectly fit way. So why not today? Why not you in your beautiful London 
be walking the parks as long as you want and enjoy the movement of your arms and enjoy the movement of your hips and enjoy the movement of your legs and your feet and just be conscious about the dance that is happening in the human body when you do this. Stay in it. Do not lift off the body experience. Enjoy it. This is going to be far more fruitful for the whole of you. And when you do this, yes, your body can just be still for the days or weeks. That is just a little bit less tempting to be outside. And then ask yourself, how would I want to move my body today? And it will bring you things to do with it. It will bring you new potentials. Maybe you'd like to go for a dance class. Maybe you'd like to go skating. Maybe you'd like to go swimming Feel the elements, feel how you relate to your environment and just dwell in the joy of that. And how many people are doing these trainings that are tedious and they are just not in their body? They're just waiting for the time to be off. They're just waiting for the 30 minutes of the bicycle thing to be done and they're just thinking about the client they're going to meet tomorrow. So how is the body receiving this? It's a disconnection. It's not a connection. So if you're to do the training in the gymnasium, do it with your presence. Enjoy it. It's your choice. Do it. It's a beautiful choice also. But if you do it out of comparison, out of duty, what good will it bring to you? I love that. Right now, if I'm to be completely honest, besides walking and hiking in great weather and places, the other thing I just love is the potential of not having to and being a sovereign being that's body is in repair and harmony in itself <laughs> to not need stress. Because I know that a lot of humans think that muscles, uh, the, the whole strength rating community is built on, you need to break it down to repair it, to build it stronger. I'm just thinking, can the potential exist for the body to repair and maintain itself in harmony? Yes, we would like to bring to your attention the fact that the body, the nervous system that is connecting everything that you are, the nervous system needs to be out of stress to be able to feed the organs with what they need to repair and restore. So when the person in, is in a high level of stress for whatever the reason, even the coach telling you you must perform this and you must achieve that, this might be a stress factor. So whenever the stress level is too high in the body, you won't be able to access your resting and restorative state. So that's why some people who are on the surface in such great shape and are doing all these trainings, they're so stressed, they cannot access the resting, repairing mode of the body. And so this will eat your resources from within. This will deplete deeper um, pockets of energy that were not meant to, to be used for that. Um, we want this to be clear. You need to, in order to restore the health, the balance of your body, 
you need more peace than stress. You need more um, sleep than wake. You need more, you, you see, some people are having absolutely insane life schedules. So they are training, they are working. And where is the rest moment? Where is the contemplation moment? You need that. You need to hear yourself. Quick question there to clarify, just for those that are listening. They may have thought they heard you say you need to sleep more than you're awake. Does that mean sleep more than 12 hours a night? No, 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 no. Okay, I didn't think you meant that. That's why I wanted to clarify, just so that people don't go crazy and think that's what you said. No, we mean you do need to have pockets of deep sleep. So if you sleep and we see you, if you sleep with the phone close to your bed, it's it's your choice, but it's an incentive to be awake or to sleep 30 minutes and, and check something or to sleep one hour and check something. So deep sleep doesn't need to be for 10 hours or even eight, but you do need to complete one cycle and you do need to give a rest to your brain and you do need to give a deep rest of everything to your whole being. So, but we're not saying you need more sleep than waking state. That's not what we're saying. Good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Question then on resistance. So when we meet people, we're trying to do our best to live a potential or you're just living life as it is and someone has a different point of view. What would you recommend when we feel that resistance inside of ourselves from hearing that kind of stuff? Would you give more detail on what would that resistance be? to a feeling, to an emotion. Yeah, when someone has a resistance to, let's say someone gives unsolicited advice, since that's what I just recently had, I'm guessing this is hopefully gonna be useful to some people, because it's not normally something that bothers me, so <laughs> the fact that it has, hopefully, is of use. So if someone gets, let's say their family member, I could see someone saying, my mother just won't stop telling me the way I should raise my children, or, you know, so it could even be other things versus outside of fitness, when people get this kind of telling them what to do and they feel the resistance towards that, do you have any advice for them outside of just the fitness example? Yes, it would be helpful for you to observe from where does that suggestion or that counseling or that idea came from that person who is speaking to you and trying to evangelize you in her own way. Is she speaking out of fear or out of habits, or out of her own baggage of history and experience. And when you start knowing or understanding where this is stemming from, it's yours to choose. Is it my life? Does it belong to me also? Do I simply want this in my life? And do not surrender to the power that may be in these suggestions or in this, we would say, invasion of your own life. Choose for you and see clearly what belongs to you and what belongs to the other person. And you're always the creator of your choices, of your limits. So if there is a resistance, it's because either you feel irritated by being told how to do your life in general, or because there is a specific resistance to what has been told there. Maybe it's both levels, which is a little bit more tricky because it requires you to just 
stop and really listen to what is the truth for you in that. So see to what you are resisting and see, ask yourself, does the resistance belong to the moment I am having now or is it related to my past? Is it related to a story, a historical moment of my life? And see where it belongs. And if it's in the moment, then you will have more clarity. Is the resistance something that wants to keep me safe? What is the purpose of that? And if it belongs to the past, just let go. Simply let go. Release. Free yourself. Liberate yourself from that. Yeah, so my example of the massage lady was kind of a teacher. It was an authority figure thing that I initially launched into, oh, I, I've done it wrong. I should do it. But then I was really conflicted. And I realized it's because I wasn't listening to myself. I was kind of, my mind said, see, I told you so. <laughs> so there is a part of you who feels younger and who feels under the authority without this being even conscious for you. And that part is linked to history of your life. So that's why we're saying release. If the resistance belongs to history, just let it go. Choose from the standpoint of who you are today, the age you have today, the experience you have today. And thank that lady because she gave you a gift of freeing yourself of one more block in your life. Or don't thank her. It's very whatever you feel like doing. But there is always a gift when you have clarity on resistance there will be a gift for you. Maybe not now, maybe just tomorrow, maybe in a week or a year, but there will be, there is a gift for you in that. So then if she counseled you to do more training and you let go of the past experience that you lived when you were younger under the authority of a teacher or of a parent, you let go of that, then who knows, you may be wanting to choose again the training or not, but you will do it from your own sovereign space. This is going to be very different. This is going to be open. This is going to be without force. This is going to be feeling from the inside of you. Yes, life gave you this suggestion and now you're choosing it from a, a sovereign space and it's not imposed and nothing in you will feel smaller than, lesser than. So the ego is quiet and you choose from within. That's exactly what happened. The minute I realized it felt like a teacher and I realized that's, she didn't even say Pilates. <laughs> she didn't say anything. And when I finally realized this is the way I'm feeling, what came out of the solution, what arose was a 10 minute, like I have done so much training over the years. So I know all the exercises. I don't need some leader at a place. Oh, I do like reformer Pilates because it's fun. <laughs> I don't have to go to an hour class. I actually realized I have like, six exercises that I can do in the apartment where I'm at. And I did it for 10 minutes in full presence and full breathing. And I felt great. And that was all I really needed in alignment was a 10 minute workout on the days I feel like doing it. That's what my body wanted. <laughs> a little bit of resistance, nothing to do with a 60 hour class, nothing to do with the schedule and nothing to do with some other teacher telling me what to do. That's it. The beauty of this is those 10 minutes were done and felt and uh, created in joy. So without the ego um, being angry at being forced to do something and the body choosing something else. So this, this creates inner fight. So you were not in that space. So the 10 minutes 
that you gave yourself was profitable tenfold or more because you're doing it in joy, because you're doing it in freedom, because you're doing it for you, for honoring that vehicle that is yours, that is beautiful, that is present, that is loving you so much and that is very, is always with you, walking every day with you. So enhancing that connection to what the body loves to do in joy with the being who's in the body is beautiful and is going to be very fruitful for you. Yes, and just watching and making sure my ego doesn't get in charge of making a timetable or some little child sticker chart <laughs> of now I need to do it X number of days a week or whatever, because that's so how the mind plays this game. And just to do it when I feel like doing it and let that always be the guiding light. That's always like the awareness I have now is when is the mind trying to now make an identity out of the fact that I found alignment in it two days in a row. <laughs> yeah, because... Every experience will be different. The present of yesterday is different than the present of now and tomorrow. So all your pockets of time will be different. You will evolve from yesterday, from this morning to now. And so creating from that space and choosing anew from the space of now is what makes you enjoy life in such a profitable way, a fruitful way. This is the best you can do for yourself. Choose now, not choose from yesterday, not choose from the one you were a month ago or a year ago. Beautiful. And I know you wanted to speak around the topic of resistance. Are the blocks what resistance is? This is just an image you have of how resistance can manifest. Yes, they are. They are resistance. Resistance is anything that prevents you from being fully the divine being that you are, the, the true to self, the open, free-flowing being that you are. But resistance is part of the human experience. It's, it is part of every human being life today. So some people will have less resistance and some will have more. But let's say if you had no resistance at all in any dimensions of your life, that would be the awakened person. That would be the realized, fully realized human. So obviously there are still some resistance in most of you, uh, but some are really shedding the biggest resistance they are once once a human being has dissociated voluntarily from the mass consciousness resistance or the collective disbelief that humans are divine when someone experiences that moment of stillness of joy call it divine or call it consciousness whatever you want when someone is becoming conscious that there was this big veil of illusion um, and they are choosing voluntarily to disconnect from the mass consciousness resistance, that's when they start creating their own life. That's when they start on their inner journey. And that's when their personal, historical, individual resistance will pop up in a different way because that person will be more aware that they are not 
let's say, under control of life, like a robot having to do, you know, grow up, be a teenager, be a young adult, educate, work, create a family, let go of the job and die. That's the boring belief that some, sadly, a large amount of people are living their life under. But once you realize you have a potential of creation in your own life, you disconnect from that huge resistance, that huge belief that is mass consciousness belief. And then you start creating your own path, your own life. Well, that's the beginning of that journey of awakening. And this is beautiful. Oh, is that why I've noticed my mind have a lot more resistance like to things like that lady telling me what to do or someone else? I've noticed there's a shift in the last year where I really don't want anyone, not even a spiritual teacher. I don't want to listen to, I don't read any books anymore from other minds. I only want either collective consciousness from channels or my inner voice. Like nothing else is, I have a, I notice a sense of rebellion against other, I don't know, maybe that's still ego. It probably is. Mm, It may be rebellion, but it's also because you're more than understanding, you're integrating the truth that all that is, is within you. And here we're speaking to you, to this channel and to everyone listening and to every human being, all that is, is inside of you. But until you wake up, you need the teachers, you need the workshops, you need the books, you need the videos, you need the masters, because you believe that this amazing state of being is outside of you. And when you realize the source is within, it's flowing inside of you. You need less and less input from the outside world. You still will be connected. You will be more and more connected, but less and less needy from the outside. And the rebellious state in which you specifically are experiencing anything that comes from the outside is maybe because of a an overflow of information that your mind or your ego felt it needed. And now there is a need to come back to something more respectful of who you truly are. So there is another part of you that says, okay, let's stop that. Let's stop the input. Let's stop that flow. And just let's come back to that peace, that stillness within us. Let's come back to that joy that we feel when we truly connect with the physical, with the emotional, with the spiritual of who we are. And let's listen. And that's when the thought emanating from source will just spring from the inside of you, not from the mind cluttered, but from the uncluttered mind. So it's all tying up one session or one lesson after the other it's all coming back to the same but maybe that's what you're experiencing right now you don't need as much outside input as you needed before that's very true so i could see someone that didn't have their pendulum pulled so far in that direction because i had three years to study and read and travel and learn because that's (laughs) 
<laughs> and it was aligning for the time. Now the alignment shifted more to that inner state of being. Now, I'm sure if some people are wondering, so I'm gonna ask the question, is there any sense if someone's feeling into whether they're still connected to the mass resistance you were speaking to earlier, what they could do to disconnect from that a bit more? Choose it. Simply choose to go beyond what is being told to you every day. Choose to choose for yourself to decide as the creator of your own life, okay, society tells me I need to do that. Do I really need to do this? And give yourself time to hear your own answer. And if your personal answer is a fit with what society gives you, fine, but this will be your own choice. You will not be a puppet to that illusion. What we want you to notice is people will be a manipulated puppet as long as they do not question what is. So when you question it and you decide for yourself, that's when you start being the creator. That's when you start letting go of the mass consciousness beliefs and choosing for yourself. So say yes to hearing more of your own voice and say whenever society is bringing you a let's say something that you should be doing a mandatory action or belief see for yourself is it a good fit with what you feel and trust yourself that you will become more and more skillful at recognizing your own wisdom give your own wisdom some Space, start small. If this is your first step into that dimension, start small. You're at the restaurant and you're in front of the menu. Is it truly what your gut and your body wants to have this meal that you're always choosing? And if your body and your, your belly says, yes, fine, have it again. But if you hear a gentle small, tiny voice saying, why don't we have this today? Why not try this and see how your body feels afterwards and start trusting that voice. To install trust, you have to start with the small things. What do you want to wear today? How do you want to respond to that person today? Can you allow yourself to respond in a different way that is more in sync with who you truly are? Can you allow yourself to trust more of who you are into the professional realm, into the relationship realm? And can you shed your history that wants you to believe when you act in a certain way, you will be shown, you will be scolded, you will be less than, you will be shown the door. Just shed your history and start anew. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else you'd like to share today before we wrap up our tea? We wanted to share a little story that is personal to this channel, just to show how much we are with you and sometimes how much you don't invite us in your experience. So if you're allowing us, we would like to share this. If Annie says yes, go for it. <laughs> oh, he says yes. He knows the story well. So we have been giving her 
signs of our presence as the collective and as other masters and teachers for a very, very long time. At least when she was in her early 20s. And she was hearing the names, she was receiving the perception from a space where she was sensing that with her history, with her life experience, with the smallness, the pettiness of what she had experienced in her early years. So her history was telling her, huh, this name is coming to you, but you don't deserve it. Let it go. So we gave her angels. We gave her even archangels. We sent her Metatron. We sent her names like Melchizedek that she had never heard before. And we want to say, because this is so funny to us, she was in a workshop. She was in her late 20s. And people around her were older than she was. She was the youngest, and she was feeling small. And looking at all those wise people around her, opening up to their journey, and she was just starting to feel the call to her inner journey. And so we gave her Melchizedek, and we gave her Metatron with the love, with the color, with the vibration that they hold. And she received that, and she fainted. She simply could not hold that. She thought she was unworthy of this. And so she felt she was unworthy of the workshop and she just wanted to go home. She stayed, but she wanted to go home. And so she didn't share with anyone what was given to her on that day. But when she came back to the workshop the other day, she said to the teacher, what is Melchizedek? What is Metatron? And the teacher looked at her and said, oh my, these are archetypes, archangels, and they explained to her, what are these energies? And she was like, hmm, I heard these names. But she didn't make a big story of that because she felt she wasn't even telling the truth or that wasn't possible for her. So that was the end of that workshop. And it took years after that for her to hear another name. But because the name was looking exactly and was ringing a bell to her, to a man she had known in her teenage years that was the leader of a biker gang. This was the same name that this archangel that we gave her. She refused it because the receiving was linked to her history. And she said, that name, Santos, cannot be, cannot be good I feel good when I hear it. I feel the love. I feel the vibration. But this this man in my experience was bad. So that name must be bad and I'm rejecting it. And that's what she did. And she did that. We don't want to say a number, but we're showing you. Perceive the moment without your history. Perceive the moment without your blockages, without your limits and just sense for yourself now is this something good for me is this something that makes my heart sing is this something that allows me to become more open to become and feel that halo that is around me all the time but i that i don't see often is that presence good for me or not and allow yourself to choose And be kind to yourself. Be kind.
become passionate because maybe you won't say yes the first time or the second one. And it doesn't matter because we are ever patient. We are always coming back and extending the invitation for tea, always. And we're thankful she finally said yes. Beautiful. So for anyone listening that wants to welcome it in, do they just ask? Yes, they say yes. They don't even ask. Say yes to whatever is, and we will come again with the Christic word. We know we, it's difficult for some of you. Invite in you nothing less than Christic energies. You deserve to be guided by the purest of light. Christic is a qualification of energy. It's not something that is linked to only one being. So it would be like inviting the best energies that are available to guide you. That may be linked with the history of Jesus Christ, but may be linked to other masters who are here to help or even energies that have never been embodied like us. Uh, there are so many realms of wisdom available to you. So invite nothing less than the divine light to guide you, whatever the name, just feel it for you and you choose. And for anyone that's thinking about that word and feeling weird about it, the root is in the word crystal, right? So Christic is the root is crystal, correct? No, the root is Christ. But Christ's root is in crystal. Crystal is the root of Christ. So I know Christic is Christ, Christ is crystal. So crystalline energy is how I perceive that. If you want to see it this way, we agree. It For us is different, but it's a good way of putting it. So if for the human mind, it's good to see it that way, that we have nothing against that. I learned that from a different channel. <laughs> That's what I believe I picked it up. So anyways, maybe he was wrong. <laughs> no, there is nothing wrong in this. It's only a question of perception. So if you think crystal, it might bring a limit, a limit to conceiving what are these energy. So that's why we don't want to impose this. Oh, I'm not thinking of actual crystalline energy, but I'm thinking crystals representing a frequency, a clear, consist. well, to me, because though, okay, so if you go further than crystal, to me, what that means is signifies is a crystalline frequency, a, a frequency that is coherent and an enlightened level or, or beyond. So that's my way of thinking of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. So if it suits you, if it does not limit you, if it makes you feel safe, that's perfect. That's where we want everybody to start or to go on their journey. Be sure that what you invite makes you feel good. That's it. You're the chooser. Yeah. And so for you, you're saying that the Christic, crystalline energy or beyond is all that stuff that feels good for anyone that's thinking about this. <laughs> it's the divine stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the cream of the crop, if you want the best. <laughs> Yes, it's pristine, pure light. It's, that's what we want you to invite in your life. Nothing less than that. You deserve it. You are it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming to Tea Collective. Thanks to you so much. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jess C as in Cookie Lively. 
Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.